Amen. James chapter 1, reading the first through the fourth verse. He says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting my brethren, counted all joy. When you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, let God keep score. You may be seated. Let God keep score. Have you ever watched your favorite team lose terribly? Um, you're used to that. Trevor, don't even come. Yeah. You ain't been winning in a long time. But anyway, guess what team he likes? Okay. I could tell you this. It was hard for me to watch the Brooklyn Nets get swept. When your team is losing, right, the, the referee gets the brunt of our frustration and disappointment. Because your team cannot afford bad calls that can cost us some points and even the game. You know, can we get a few? You know, it seems like the ref ain't calling nothing right. <laughs> now, I remember watching my kids play games, you know, a lot of volleyball and DeAndre basketball, when DeAndre was playing, they, they would manually keep scoring and they'd be like, Dre, because I used to be right there on the sidelines acting like half a coach. And they'd be like, make sure they take his score right. <laughs> well, that's what it seems like in life. Like score just isn't adding up right. When the score doesn't look like it's in our favor, sometimes it looks and feels as though we are losing terribly. Somebody say terribly. Like, like the other team, which in this case are the Devils, are beating the Saints. Like we're getting swept. We're going to tell the truth over here. I know you Christian, I know you don't want to say, you know, trouble don't last always, uh, weeping, joy cometh in the morning, but please hurry up morning. Because we want to, you know, how you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm, the joy of the Lord is my strength. That's when you know they're going through something. Anyway, I want to encourage you. That one thing we must not forget is who is keeping score. Well, what we, what we got to remember is who is not only in control of the game, he's also in control of the players. And if we could just stay in the game and play according to the rules, we are guaranteed to win the championship. Ain't that good to know? It's like it's like watching. I, I, we recorded the WNBA game. You know, Connecticut. They won this one. I'm going home watching. Now I'm gonna get y'all out here quick enough because you know Game Four is coming on. But anyway, we know they won. But you're watching the game and you're seeing how they lose. But you know they win at the end. That's all right there. 
I believe James gives us some most important strategies that we need to practice in order to succeed while we go through this process. I want us to see ourselves as a team, church. I want us to see ourselves as a team, church. That, that it doesn't matter if you're the point guard, if you're on the front line, if you're on the bench. Everybody has a part to play in this, in this team. And I am your coach in the locker room. We are in the locker room right now. When we go through James, I want you to see ourselves as being in the locker room. And I'm giving you this pep rally to, so that we can go out there and we can win the fight that we are in. Come on. In order to win, we got to win together. In order to make it, we can't leave anybody behind. I'm ready to fight. I saw a warrior king, woman queen king last night, and it was awesome. I was about to leave here and go over there and start worshiping because I heard them singing, and it just reminded me of the movie a little bit. I was on my way next door. But anyway, he says this. He says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. The first thing I need you to understand is that this is James. He, he was the leader of the church at Jerusalem a pastor to the Jews and the church was scattered due to persecution it was under it was the beginning of the first church and the church had suffered heavy persecution i ain't talking about the persecution that the church go through now about building funds and you know chicken dinners and all that i ain't talking about that persecution i'm talking about real persecution that if you called yourself a christian they were going to kill you that, that's real persecution. And because of that persecution, the church was scattered. But I want you to understand that the enemy did not know that God was behind the strategic plan to scatter the church. That behind this, behind this scattering, God was behind. He was orchestrating it all because here's, a, here's an important key. You got to catch this. This is the art of multiplication, the art of growth. Is scatter. The art of growth is scatter. Scatter and infect. Now look straight ahead so they don't know I'm talking about you. It's just like roaches. When you find a roach, you gotta be, roaches are strategic. And, and if you're not careful, they will infest real quick. You think you're killing one. And when you kill that one, that death multiplies into 20. If you were smart enough, you wouldn't kill it. They missed it. See? Yeah, she killing it. I wanted to figure it out. Then we got to bleach the whole apartment. But anyway, so. But if they scatter, then, then they cause an infestation and that's what happened to the church the church had scattered and everybody had infected all the other regions of that of that land and so the church grew phenomenally because of the persecution the church grew because of the persecution see you keep praying and asking God to help you grow But when you want to grow, you got to get ready for the persecution. 
Oh my God. We love the growth, but we don't like the persecution. Now, 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 James, watch this. He was the half brother of Jesus. He was the half brother of Jesus. And just like Saul of Tarsus, he did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah. He did not. John tells us about that. He says in John chapter 7, verse 3 and 5, Jesus' brother said to him, leave Galilee, go to Judea, that your disciples may see the works you do. No one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you are doing these things, show yourself to the world. For even his own brothers did not believe him. We got to understand that just like the church back then, we get persecuted. And Jesus' own brothers who were brought up in his own house did not believe he was who he said. They, they saw his power, but they couldn't get past their familiarity. And that breeds contempt. That's why, it, it, you know, sometimes it's a detrimental to our ministry that I am so accessible. That I am the type of pastor that will hang out with you and talk with you and kick it with you. And, you know, I'm just an ordinary type of guy. But sometimes that can breed contempt because you can mistake that because I'm so cool and I'm so I'm down to earth that you forget that I am anointed. To speak into your life. And so when the anointing comes up and correction happens, then you get an attitude. I'm trying to help you. You got to learn how to see into the scripture. Jesus was a little boy and he was brought up. He says he never sinned. He always did what was right. Now, I would like to think that if I was Jesus at 10 and my brothers didn't believe me, I would like make the macaroni and cheese turn into like Thanksgiving dinner. Just bam. You know what I'm saying? Just do all kind of stuff around the house. You know, little stuff. And then the brothers would know that I'm the man but Jesus didn't do that but every time the brothers would act up Jesus would say that ain't right and because he was just little Jesus it bred contempt because anytime you correct somebody about their behavior and you trying to live holy then they automatically get an attitude Like, who is you? So he didn't even believe. So don't get mad at people in your family because they don't believe you are what you are. I'm going to leave that and let that sit right there. Matthew 5, 10, 12 says this. Blessed are they who are persecuted for righteousness sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you. Say all men are evil against you falsely for my name's sake. We, we read that scripture, but we forget to say falsely because some of the stuff they're saying about you is true. Oh, I'm going to leave that alone. Rejoice. It says rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. For they persecuted the prophets that were before you. Luke 6 says this, 22, I promise you, we're going to have some church. I'm just going to, I got I to gotta give you something to shout about. Luke 6, 22, 23 says, blessed are you when men will hate you and they shall separate you from their company and shall reproach you and cast you out 
cast out your name as evil for the son of man's sake. Rejoice in that day. Leap for joy. For behold, great is your reward in heaven. So what is persecution? The act of persecuting is the state of being persecuted. It is a program. It is a campaign. It is, it is a campaign designed to exterminate, to drive away, or to uh, exclude people based on their religious, ethnic, or social, racial group. Oh, my God. It is the condition of being persecuted, harassed, or annoyed. Who am I talking to today? And God says our response should be to this persecution when people want to put you out of their company, when people want to talk about you and scandalize your name. And they're doing it all because and you ain't did nothing but pray for them. You ain't did nothing but try to help them. You ain't did nothing but got love for them. And they still persecute and throw your name out. Oh, my God. Y'all better help me. He said they do it. They did the same thing to the prophets. So they, they want to exterminate you from your group. Somebody say, you don't need everybody. Tell me and say you don't need everybody uh -uh. see the problem is some of you are too good to be in the company of bad people y'all y'all not gonna help me some of y'all are too good to be in the company of people who do not know how much you are worth some of you are too anointed to go ahead and be going through so much stress about people that are talking about you because i've learned if they ain't saying nothing about you you ain't doing nothing y'all better help me if you ain't got no haters, it's cause you ain't doing nothing. But as soon as you start doing something, they all got something to say. So this is what he says our response should be. He says, my brothers, he ain't talking to sinners. Count it all joy. When you fall into divers, which means various types of temptations and trials. If you break that down in the Greek, it's temptations or trials, but trials can be temptations. Temptations are trials, but trials can be temptations. Let me help you. When you're being tempted, it is not that you're, we're going to get there. I won't get too ahead of myself, but you're not being tempted by, by the trial. Yeah, wait a minute. Let me help you. Let me help you. When you're being tempted, you're being tempted by a desire that you have within you, right? Like, I like watermelon, so you can't tempt me with a lemon. But if you put a watermelon in front of my face, it's because I desire that watermelon. Now, I can have a trial. Which means there are no watermelons. And now I'm tempted to create watermelons. Some of y'all will get that tonight. So you got to be careful because the enemy is tricky. Now, temptation means masa in the, in the Greek. It's masa. It means like a melting as of an intense heat. It is taking something solid and melting it like a volcano. So when a volcano erupts, the lava that spews out of the volcano is because the, the volcano has been tempted to the place that it erupts. The pressure 
It erupts. And when it erupts, the lava, then once it cools and it spreads, it creates a new land mass. See, what the devil wants to do is he wants to put you in a place where what you're going through melts you so that you change. But when God puts you in something, he's putting you in something so that you change it. Oh, my God. So he says, when you fall into these, he says, count it all joy when you fall into various, because they're different for everybody. They comes in all shapes, sizes, and forms. So you don't know, you can't judge nobody. I don't judge nobody because of what they're going through. I don't judge nobody because of what they're in. I don't judge, y'all not going to say nothing. I don't judge another man's trial or temptation. No, I just look and see how he comes out of it. That's what, that's what Jacob said to God when he said, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. In other words, see, like when I struggled with cocaine for 15 years, I said, no, I can't just come out of cocaine, crack addiction, and not have nothing. I can't go through all that hell, put all my family through all that hell. I'm not letting go until you bless me. Means that whatever I'm going through, I'm coming out of this with some type of reward. Y'all better help. So he says, count it all joy. Joy, not, not happiness. Joy, state of being. This joy I have. The world didn't give it to me. It means that whatever I go through doesn't change the joy that I have. It means that my joy is not based on circumstance. It's not going to help me. My, my joy, you, you, you could go ahead and mess with me. You could go ahead and try me. You could go ahead and tempt me. But I must still have my joy. I have my joy when I'm broke. I have my joy when I'm homeless. I have my joy in steak. I have my joy eating hot dogs. I'll have my joy with a boyfriend, with a man, without a man, with a woman. I have my anybody in here tap your neighbor and say joy. I don't care what you go through. Go through it with joy. You was happy when you was going through sin. Smiling, but that smile turned into Lord, help me. Isn't it funny what you smiled about yesterday? You crying about now. Isn't it funny what you asked God to bless you with? Count it all joy, the good, the bad, the uncomfortable. Count it all joy, the ugly. Count it all. It, it's all about how you look through it. It's all about your perspective. You got, listen, optimists will find opportunities in a crisis. Pessimists will always find a problem. There should never be a pessimistic Christian. 
You should always have optimism. Why? Well, Romans 5, 3 says, I feel like preaching. Not only so, but we glory in tribulations. Knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Patience worketh experience. Experience hope. Y'all didn't catch that. Means that whatever I'm going through, it's working out something. But it's only working what I know. That's why you can't go to a church that just got you running around. You got to have a teaching ministry that's going to teach me how to get in the word and find out what is this I'm going through. Oh, I got it. I may not know what I'm going through, but I know my God who is able to keep me. So I know that it's working patience. That's our problem. Sometimes you just got to go to the grocery store, find the longest line, and get in the back. With only one item. Oh, you could go in front of me. You only got one. No, I'm working on patience. I'm, I'm waiting on the Lord. Y'all better help me. Some of you won't wait for nothing. You want everything fast. You want microwave blessing. You want microwave man. You want microwave job. You want microwave elevation. You want. Y'all not gonna help me. I brought my own amen. Y'all. But the Bible says those that wait on the Lord shall. So it's working patience and patience experience. Young people, stop acting like you know it all and you ain't got no experience. Google is not experience. They ain't giving out no degrees for YouTube because we got some YouTube graduates up in here. But couldn't add if you wanted change from a dollar. <laughs> I'm standing at the line like, bro, you owe me three cents. Let me see, 97 minus a dollar. <laughs> what? It's funny, but it's the truth. That will work on your patience. And I'm sitting there looking at you. I ain't gonna say nothing. Let me move on with the message. I'm about to say something. I might hurt somebody feeling. <laughs> Hope make it not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. We glory in our tribulations because we know. The Bible says it's the truth that will make you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. It's not the truth you read. It's the truth you know. We have to know our God. That if he brought me out then, he's going to bring me out now. And if he never brought me out, if he did it for you. Look what he says in verse 3. I'll prove it to you. Knowing this, 
knowing this, I got to count it all joy when I fall into vile strategy because I know that the trying of my faith is working something. Now watch this. The trying of my faith worketh patience. The trying of my faith works patience. I'm going to say it again. I'm, I need you to catch this. The trying of, what is the devil trying in my temptation? He's trying my faith. Whenever you go through something, it is not a question about whether God can bring you out of it. The question is, do you have enough faith to stay in it for as long as he says? Daniel in the three Hebrew words said, if you put me in this fire, our faith is not going to waver. It's about your faith. Because whenever we're under attack, it is always a question about our God. Because God, you love me. You said you love me. Why are you letting me go through this for so long? Maybe, well, maybe you just don't want to heal me. Maybe you don't want to deliver me. Maybe, maybe you don't want to. Maybe. So then you don't even pray for it no more. Because your faith is not in that area anymore. You have settled in your faith. And isn't it funny that people who settle in it, let me, the saying in my messages, my notes are down. When you settle in your faith, it breeds contentment for your faith. So because, because I don't believe God for that no more, and you keep speaking to me about I need to believe, and just because you got that faith don't mean I got to have that faith. And why is God doing it for you and he's not doing it for me? Maybe I don't have the faith and get... So we judge everybody's faith. The trying of... We do it the opposite. We say that you trying my patience. <laughs> right? You're trying my patience. But he's not trying your patience. He's trying your faith. When you got a kid that ain't listening to you, you're trying my patience. It's not trying your patience. It's trying your faith. When you're working on a job and they don't recognize how good you are, you're trying my patience. They're trying your faith. Y'all gonna get this. It's never about your patience. But how you act in the trial shows me you have no patience, which shows me you have no faith. So if God don't give it to you quick, if he don't perform for you, then you don't want nothing to do. You ain't got a praise. You don't got joy because you don't have patience. Oh, y'all better help me. And you are double-minded. And he says this as I close this wonderful message. You're going to have to come back next week. We're going to be breaking it down. He says, but 
I love butt. But let me help you. I'm going to make you mad. Because this butt does not negate everything that was before it. <laughs> and it is about the only place in scripture where that occurs. But let... I could preach that already. Come on, Christian. I heard you last week. You was playing after every word. I need you right now. But let. There go that God speech. Let there be light. There go that God speech. But let. Means get out the way. Means you can't control this. Let tap your neighbor say let. Uh I know it hurts. You, you gotta let sometimes it don't feel good, but you gotta let. I don't like getting stuck. Stuck, you know. So I gotta go get blood work. I ain't looking, but I'ma let. I, I'm not looking, I don't like it, but I'ma let. God didn't tell you to like it, he just said let. He, he didn't say it was gonna feel good, but he said let. So Jamie never said let, let, let. You gotta let God let let patience have a perfect work. Let patience have her perfect work. Let patience have her. Man, we could throw this in there. I'm appreciative on a marriage, on a mess. This is why men have no patience. Because patience ain't a man virtue. Patience ain't a man virtue. That's why I didn't say, let patience have his perfect work. Don't get mad at me. I ain't right it. But every good virtue. Is labeled with her. Wisdom, her. Patience, her. What do we get? Her. Y'all better help me. <laughs> well, let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect, entire, entire, perfect, mature. Somebody say mature. Grow up. Grow up. Stop crying about the trial. Grow up. Stop crying about the temptation. Grow up. Let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect, mature. Y'all don't like that word. I don't know why. You're supposed to be shouting. Mature. Because when you was young, you wanted to grow up. Some of you are wrong and think you're grown. Somebody say mature. You, you need to be perfect. But how you act in a trial when you crying and you throwing a tantrum. See, you ain't going to physically get on the floor of this church and kick and scream. Ah, but you are doing that in the spirit. That's what God sees when you are complaining all the time about what God is giving you that you need, that you don't even know that you need. But he knows you need it. So he put you through it. Y'all not going to say nothing. Let patience have her perfect work that you may be entire complete not wanting anything somebody say not wanting anything God will put you through a trial that will so grow you up that you will learn to stop asking not wanting anything God will break you down and just say Lord all I need is 
thee. <laughs> y'all better help me. Y'all all I need. I, that's a mature Christian. That's what going through trials and going through temptations will bring you to. When you know, God, I don't need a car. I don't need a house. I don't need some money. I don't need a woman. I don't need a man. I don't need. I don't need. I don't need. All I need is thee. All I need. If you're with me, if you're in my presence, I know there is fullness of joy. That's all I need. All I need is your hand of favor upon my life. That's all I need. All I need. Tap your neighbor, say that's all I need. Cause I learned that the stuff I thought I needed, I realized I don't need that now. I don't even want it. Devil, you can have it back. I don't even want it. I don't like it no more. I don't want it no more. Lord. And as I close, he says, if we are heirs with God, in Romans 8, 17, joint heirs with Christ, if we suffer with him, we will also be glorified together with him. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed. I said the suffering of this present time are not worthy with the glory that shall be revealed. Tap your neighbor, say neighbor, let God keep score. I know it may look like you're losing. It's only the first quarter. I know you may be down by 20. It's only the second quarter. You may be down by 30. It's only the third quarter. But God said, when the fourth quarter comes, I got the score. The last shall be first. The bottom will be the top. The low will be lifted up. The foolish will be chosen. The losers will be winners. The humble shall be exalted. Let God keep score. Let your family think you're down. But God said, I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to shine you up. I'm going to make you look better. Then when you went in, you'll come out. It said you go through the fire. You come out as pure gold. You go in gold, but you come out pure gold. Somebody tap your neighbor. Say, I'm 24 karat. I'm 24. The more heat, the more it heat intensifies. The purer I get, the more trouble I get in. The more God rescues me, the more hell I go through. The more God shows up. And I learned that I'm not going to listen to what the devil says, what the enemy says. Because God said, I'm keeping score. I'm keeping score. And on the last day, when the trumpet blows those that are dead in Christ shall rise I'm preaching up in here y'all better help
you think he let you go through that? Do you think he let you go through all that? So you could lose? The devil made a mistake. Ain't that what they did when they crucified Jesus? Put him in the tomb and said, we got him. It's the bottom of the fourth. The knife is over with. He didn't know he had some angels that was in the field. And when he rolled away that stone, he knocked it out the park. And all of us started running around, home run, home run, home run. Every time a soul hit home, every time a lost child come home, home run. Somebody right now is running around bases. Bases are loaded. And God said, I already hit it out the park. Come on home. Come on home. One, two, three, four, five. Y'all better. God got the school. Give God some praise for his word. That you can look at it different. I'm winning. It might look, I don't care what it look like. I'm winning. Where my winners at? Hold your trophy up. Jesus is the trophy. He said, if I be lifted up, Jesus is the trophy. He said, if I be lifted up, Jesus is the trophy. He said, if I be lifted up, if I be, I'll draw. Oh, man, I'll, I'll draw. You will not lose. If you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you come. Give your life to him. You may be online, you may be watching on TV, whatever it is, you surrender your life to him. You cannot lose. I don't care what you've been through. God is able, able to go so low. You can't go lower than God made. God made low. And all you have to do is say this prayer. Say, Father, I am a sinner. I believe that Jesus died and rose for my sins. I ask him to come into my heart and make his home in me. Thank you, God for saving me. Thank you for another opportunity to live for you. And if you said that prayer and you don't have a Bible-believing church, we'd love to have you. Write us on Facebook. Whatever it is, we will get back to you. But I thank God that you are no longer a child of darkness, but a child of light. Now, if there's anybody in here that needs a church home, that is and looking and say, God, this is my house, then you come, you come, you come.
Hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on. Bless God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The secretary is going to come and get your names and we're going to pray for you. Because we know you're already saved and delivered. You're the believers, right? Amen. See, they say, yes, that's all we need. No,